up, NBA fans? Welcome back to another episode of Full Court Press, brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, I'm your host, Nick Smith, and as always, I am joined with my trusty cohorts, Joel and Jawan. What's up, Joel? Uh, <laughs> Nothing much, brother. What's going on, Jawan? What's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. Just ready to talk some NBA basketball. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, hey, some big news dropped this week. We got some total uh, kind of revamp on the All-Star game. Um, so just to kind of give you guys out there who, who weren't privy to the news, um, the voting procedure is going to pretty much stay in place the way it is. We're still going to have, um, you know, 12 people voted in in the West, 12 people voted in in the East. Um, the starters will be uh, basically picked via fan, media, um, and players vote in a combination. Um, and then the top two players, the top two vote-getters, will each be captains of their own team and then pick the other subsequent 22 players to join their team. Um I'm just going to start it off. I love this idea. However, I will say that I do think they missed a golden opportunity to just vote in the 24 best players. Like, I don't, if you're not doing East and West, I don't know what the significance of having 12 of your players being from the Eastern Conference and 12 being from the Western Conference is. Um, that it, when, I, when I figured that out, it really kind of bummed me out. Like, I loved the idea. And then when I found out we were still going to have 12, 12 from the West and 12 from the East, I was just like, but why? Like, if, if you're not doing East and West, it doesn't, seem to, it doesn't really seem to matter. Um, Joel, I want to go to you first. Um, what do you think about just this in general? Um, and do you agree with me that if they are going to do this, then they should open it up and just have the 24 best players uh, be the All-Stars? I... I I don't hate the idea. I, I just wasn't. I wasn't a fan of it when I first heard about it because I, I like the East West template. Um, it's a rivalry, right? I, like, right. It is. I mean, for a long time, it's always been East versus West, and now you're changing it. But and they did that similar with the, the rookie sophomore game. I didn't like it when they did it with the rookie sophomore game. Now it's a little better where they combine the rookies and sophomores and made it uh, U.S. versus World. I've learned to live with it, and now I like it more. But the East-West thing is the time I'm used to. I mean, I'll probably get used to this, too. And then now – but and I know, I understand what you're saying. Like, why, what's the point of having East-West – Eastern All-Stars and Western All-Stars if it's not an East versus West thing anymore? You have a point, and I agree with you. Um, but, I, but, I, but the only reason I'm not complaining about it is because at least it keeps something about the East and the West uh, alive. <laughs> so I'm not going to complain too much about that because – I like the idea of the Eastern All-Stars and the Western All-Stars. Now it just doesn't matter because it's how vote-getters get to choose their team. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's also another reason I'm excited. I'm not excited, but I'm happy is because I figured one of my guys won't make the All-Star team if, it was, uh, if, it's, if it's, like, the 24 best players. I'm like, oh, well, there goes a Nick All-Star. But, oh, that's not the case. If it's the East and the West still, then we still have a chance, so. There you go. But, yeah, I can understand that. Hey, I'm just happy that I threw out a point that Joel actually agreed with. Like, hands up. It makes sense. It makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, hey, okay, well, I guess everything else I throw out doesn't make sense, but, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, hey, hey, you said it, not me. I'm just inferring, so, um, let me go to Jawan, who's, who's chuckling over there. Um, Jawan, do you think I got a good point with, with you know, if, if you're going to open it up to just be, like, the two best, the two biggest vote-getters, pick their other 11 teammates both, you know, uh, based off of, you know, the, the voters. Um, don't you just think it should be all, the 24 best players that are in the league? Um, and then just in general, what do you think about, um, you know, kind of the, the method of what they're doing here? Um, I do agree with you. Um, I thought they were doing this because the Eastern Conference is so trash there wouldn't be enough all-stars. <laughs> me too. That um, is exactly what I thought when I first was, heard about it. That was my mindset. And if that was the case, it goes to the point that I was making to you guys when we were just uh, when we were talking before. LeBron leaves the East. I really don't know what they're gonna they're gonna do. Um, but to right. Yeah. Well, you part, brought up yeah you brought up a few weeks ago how maybe that would perpetuate. The, the league to be forced to kind of do one through 16 instead of having East versus West or Eastern conference uh, uh, tournament versus Western um, with the eight, eight best teams in each conference and just taking the right. 16 best teams. But yeah, I mean, this is another example of that. And, and you would think that if, if, if they were going to go with this method that they would go ahead and go all in on it. I would I would only hope so, but we know they're probably never going to do that. Um, my only issue with the whole idea of this, it's not necessarily the idea itself. It's just this isn't going to make the All-Star game more interesting. Um, right. You getting these guys that pick their own team isn't going to change how lackluster they actually play in the game. So, you know, the, the problem we had with the All-Star game wasn't how players were picked was that they don't play hard, like, at all. Now, we're not asking them to play like it's the finals. We would just like to see it be competitive. Um, You know, not to the point where people are hard fouling or anything like that, but it's not too much to ask for. In the fourth quarter, it'd be a tight game and both sides are actually playing somewhat decent. Um, So this isn't going to make it any more of a better All-Star weekend or a better all-star game. But I do agree with you on the point that you Yeah, well, and I think that's a, that's a really good point, too. Um, I mean, it's kind of like, um, you know, what everybody was say, saying leading up to the uh, Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight. Like, it was the spectacle that made the fight. It wasn't the actual fight. And the fight actually turned out to be somewhat decent. Um but nevertheless, it was the lead-up, the spectacle. And this gives them more lead-up and spectacle. Like, it gives them it – like, to me, that's what it's about. It's not really about the game. It's about, like, adding a splash, uh, changing things up a bit, and, and you know, uh, just, you know, having something that's kind of new and fresh and, and, and something that adds even more drama leading up to the actual game because we all know the actual game is going to be garbage. Like, and I thought the best point that I heard about it, uh, and, I, and I, can't, I can't remember it verbatim, but Rachel Nichols said, 
it's not that they don't play defense in the All-Star game. It's that they actively acted as if they would be, like, ostracized or penalized for playing defense. Like, do y'all remember in the first quarter of last year's All-Star game when Giannis, like, actually, like, played a little defense, and then it, all of a sudden it was like he just stopped. It was almost like like some of the guys like went over and like said to him, like, hey, no, 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 we don't do that here. And it's like, man, come on, dude. Like, where is your sense of, like, the pride? And maybe, well, and see, and maybe, like, with this whole team captain thing, Maybe they'll get a little source of pride with it. I don't. I doubt it, though. I, I mean, I kind of feel yeah, that Juan so. does. I yeah. I just don't see it. Um, one thing I would throw out: um, a, the way you make it more competitive is you pay the motherfuckers. The winners each get a million dollars. You 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 throw in twelve million dollars out there, and you say, hey, winner gets twelve million dollars. Each person gets a million dollars. They're going to be competitive. They want a million dollars. Like, they're going to play. Um, and furthermore, I think instead of have like, I would just vote in the 24 best players and then let the two coaches pick their teams. I think that would be more interesting. Like, like imagine if you had Greg Popovich on one side and, um, oh, shit, what's his name? Um, uh, Brad Stevens on the other side picking their team and, like, like trying to pick their team with like the different schemes they're going to use because they they got well let's just say the coach gets a million dollars too so they got thirteen million dollars on the line like I think that would make it a little more interesting or, or, or a lot more interesting. Um, Joel, what do you think I, about that? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I like it. Uh, it's, it's cool too. I, I don't know either. I mean, coaches. I, it's interesting to see a coach put a team together. More so than a player, because you know it's more it's more or less going to be a threat. Like my friends, I want my friends on my team. Whereas the coach mm-hmm. is going to probably be a little more strategic. So that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. down with that. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. That's what I thought. Like uh, with it, with like whatever whatever coach gets the the you know reins of the All Star team, like they're going to pick a team that they think that they can coach and win. And I just think that would be more interesting than the player gets to pick, you know, like, obviously LeBron's going to not pick Kyrie Irving, you know, like, and, and we're all going to wonder every time Kyrie is not picked, we're going to wonder, like, does, is the West not picking Kyrie Irving? Cause they know, or let's say not the West, but is Steph Curry not picking <laughs> Steph or, or Russell, but let's just say it's Curry and LeBron. Cause that's who, who won, who were the top vote getters last year. If Curry continuously yeah. stops picking Kyrie Irving, um, is is that because he he knows that LeBron's not going to pick Kyrie Irving, so he's just like baiting LeBron, like I know you're not going to pick him, so I'm just not going to pick him either, and I'm going to keep keep picking like better, you know, like maybe not as good of players, but um, you yeah. know, players that you might want, you know. So I think that could it's that could be- add an interesting dr- dramatic element right. to it, but I still I still think it's kind of like. I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm just not a fan of that per se. Like I would rather it just be somebody who's going to try and and build the best team. And like I think coaches yeah, I would be it. more inclined to do that. Now, if it's Durant and LeBron that are are the coaches, or well, not the, or I guess the pick, and like Durant chooses Kyrie, yeah, yeah, the captains, and then LeBron chooses uh, Russell. Now that'd be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be very, very interesting. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Juwan, what are your thoughts? 
Um, yeah, just as long as the head coach isn't Steve Kerr, because I bet you he'll figure out some way to make his first four picks the most obvious. Um, well, yeah, but, yeah. but, but you gotta, you got to take into account, if you're picking the 24 best players, like, they're only picking four players from, are in the 24. Yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're only taking yeah, into, the and, and besides, even if he picks his, even if he picks all his own players, you know, that may mean that the other coach gets LeBron, Kawhi, and Russ, you know, so go ahead, pick your right. three guys. You know, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I agree with you on the uh, idea of incentives. The um, the biggest thing that I look at is uh, I like the way baseball goes about it. Um, that's why those games aren't – I'm not trying to say they're like the uh, the World Series competitive, but they're like they're not lobbing uh, <laughs> with underhand pitches for them to just knock it out of the park to see, you know, which right. side can hit it the furthest. Um, they're actually trying to strike these guys out. Pitchers are playing for something the same way the batters are. But I think, what is it, the winner gets home home field? Home field advantage like in the World Series. So the, yeah, right. the winning conference gets home field advantage or league in baseball. Yeah. Right. So what if, what if they take away, instead of you having the best record, gets you home field, the winner of the All-Star game does? See, I never liked that though, even in baseball, because to me, it's like, and well, especially in, here's the thing, especially especially in baseball. First of all, every team gets an all star in baseball because their roster's so big. So like all all 15 teams in each in each division or league rather, um, in both the national and the American, they get an all star player. So, like, let's say this year, in this year's All-Star game, just for example, let's say a member of the Oakland A's um, hits a game-winning home run to, to win the All-Star game. Well, the, like, why should a member of the Oakland A's decide whether it's the Yankees or the Cubs having home field advantage when – I don't like it. I, I never liked that idea. Um, I, I don't like it for basketball. I never liked it for baseball. Um, it, 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 and and furthermore, I've got a lot more reasons why I don't like it for baseball because I think it was a punch drunk decision based on the fact that they like at one time had a tie, um, which you know everybody was upset about. But I don't think they needed to make that much of an overreaction to it. Um, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, I, I. I I don't not I'm not a fan of that idea. I think it should be the best record. Um I don't think there's any reason why the Golden State Warriors um who almost inevitably will have the best record in basketball should face not having the best record in basketball just because, you know, the the All-Star game didn't go their way. No, I mean, I don't disagree with you. We were just talking what can properly incentivize them. Um and I think money. I think money is them. the best way to do it. See, see, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that to be true. I really don't. Just think about it. How, like this. how would you think? During... Like, but here's the thing: like, if you lose, you get nothing. If you win, you get a million dollars. Like, <laughs> like that. That would be a shit ton of incentive for me. Like, or for like, or not even say. Let's not even say me. Let's just say um, for any particular player and. I honestly, some I can't remember who it was, but some sportscaster had the idea of 
you would win a million dollars for a charity of your choosing. So it wouldn't actually be the player. Um, it would be like well, something that the player really cares about. And I honestly think that might even be even better because you would just like how much um, how much good press would you get off that? You know, that would just be amazing. Well, I thought I thought the I thought that was the case. Now was uh, something goes to charity. Hmm. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they have some sort of charity, something or another, but I'm just saying, like, it should be all or nothing. Like, either you win and you charity. get the money, or it you is. lose and you get nothing. Like, that, to I, me, I would make it point. competitive. I get your point, but all I'm trying to say is these guys, the, the way they look at it, and you assume this, you don't know this, um, they look at it like, oh, it's just a weekend for us to have fun, which I'm fine with. Exactly. So if you're telling me, you're telling me, you know, in the first half, you're trying to see who can get to 100 first. And even in the third quarter, you're trying to see who can get to, like, 140. That's fine. All I ask is if when the fourth quarter comes, if it's a close game, you actually make that competitive. That's all I'm yeah. asking. That That's literally all I'm asking. Yeah. Um, we're never going to get that in football, so at least can, can we get that in basketball. Right. Yes, absolutely. Because there was a time, too. Like, yeah, football is the worst, but there was a time when, when basketball was the best, when the East actually cared about beating the West. By yeah. Like, there was a time well, see, when that existed, and it wasn't that I long watched, ago, like maybe seven, eight years ago. I, yeah, yeah, and you I know what? I think, I think, too, I think, too, a lot of it does have to do with the AAU culture, how all these guys are buddies, um, because it used well, to be these guys all hated each other, especially in the 80s. Right. And, like, yeah. I think that's kind of, yeah, and even in the 90s, I mean, everybody hated Michael. Everybody hated Michael. Mm-hmm. If you weren't on the Bulls, you hated Michael Jordan. And so all those West yeah. Coast teams, like, man, they hated him, and they wanted to beat him mm-hmm. no matter what the scenario was. And, I mean, of course he was always the leader of the Eastern Conference team. So, like, I mean, you just, it's, it's like you don't even have that anymore. Like, you got – you got LeBron on Twitter defending um, Steph Curry um, when it comes to Donald Trump, and it's like, I, hey, good on you, LeBron. Like, I agree with you and everything. But, like, you know, Isaiah Thomas would have never defended Michael Jordan's ass even if he agreed 100% with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get you. So, yeah, I, I, no, I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying. I just need – I just need – there's – there's levels of competition that sometimes you see these guys who, like you said, are friends outside of the sport. It doesn't seem like they're they're as competitive when it comes to natures like that. I mean, it even bothers me, guys, hugging and, and, and kissing be, before the game starts. Like, if I'm yeah. a fan and I see that, I'm like, I don't know if, if – if, if you know, if yeah, I you, believe you, that you're yeah, you going to drop afterwards. 40 tonight on You can do that guy. when the game's yeah, over. Yeah, do it afterwards. Yeah. Do yeah. it afterwards. Yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm but one of those guys that – Absolutely. I'm one of those yeah. guys that – and that's yeah. why I loved Brandon Jennings a lot last year. If the guy falls down, like, you know, because you fouled him, don't extend your hand. I remember when I played soccer, we used to have to run laps if we did that during the game, if we helped someone up that wasn't on our team. In practice, uh, we used see, to have to run, like, 15 to 20 laps. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel as though if, if you're being – the level of competitiveness doesn't stop uh, once the game once the game starts. So stuff like that. That's what he has his teammates for. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. You know, the, yeah. it's that's not your job to pull it and help him up. 
that's why I would like to see if it does happen, LeBron and Kyrie on opposite teams, and the same thing with Russ and, and KD. At least there would right. be some tension. You know what I mean? Yes. That would help. Yes. Right. But see, see, I don't think Russ and KD, I don't think that's still a tension between the two of them. I, oh, I, I, I honestly do. think. I, no, during that award still show, go ham on him. During the, oh yeah, well Russ will go ham against his mom if she she lined up on the other side. <laughs> uh, yeah, MJ style. That's what I'm I think if um, after that award show or around or a little before that award show where uh, Peyton Manning made that joke against KD and then it showed Russ, I do think they Fucking are sense. they are uh, on on speaking terms. I'm not saying nah. they're brothers like they were before, but I think they're on speaking nah. terms. I don't think I so, but think, hey, not, none of us know that. So. It, it's true. all speculation. It's all speculation. Um, but hey, like it's it's all it's all going to be fine. We hope for a competitive game, and hey, maybe we'll get it. Maybe this will be the answer to it. it. I, you know, I'll give I'll give Adam Silver props for this. Whether it be the resting thing, whether it be the tanking thing, whether it be the All Star game not being competitive. That motherfucker is out trying. He is trying yep. to make things yep. better. And, like, so, I mean, I think no matter what, you've got to give him props for, for trying his damnedest to, to make, uh, to, to address problems and, and try to fix them. And I think that's very yep. admirable of him. Let's get into the Western Conference, guys, because um, we got a lot of teams to cover and uh, about an hour and 38 minutes to do so. Um, so let's get started. We got a, we're going to go in alphabetical order. We're going to break down each team, and we're going to um, kind of give uh, our opinions on each of these teams and what we think about them. Uh, so uh, first up, Dallas Mavericks. Um, so they, you know, they obviously got a, a pretty good draft pick in Dennis Smith Jr., um, Yogi Ferrell came out and played really well last year. Of course, they still got J.J. Barea, um, Wesley Matthews. Um, Seth Curry played some quality minutes last year. Um, Harrison Barnes, um, he kind of stepped up and played, um, you know, more of a, um, a leadership role. Nowitzki, still that wily veteran. Um, Nerlens Noel, um, you know, ha- hanging out down there in the paint. Um, the biggest thing that I thought was interesting was I heard a rumor um, that they were going to start Nowitzki at center, Barnes at the four, and they were yep. opening up the three to uh, the actually the the two and the three for for competition. Um, I kind of wonder if they're not going to play Curry and Matthews together and just play some small ball and play Matthews at three. Um, they did yesterday. Did they? Well, that's hey, yeah, there you go. Obviously, I'm on to something. So, Joel, what do you think about what do you think about the Mavericks? Do you think they have any chance at all at making the playoffs? Um, and you know, do you think that? Uh, okay, no, they don't have any chance at all at making the playoffs. But like, what do you what do you <laughs> oh, look no, for no. from them? What do you look for from them this year? Um, and what do you think will be like you know a good milestone or, or something good for them to aim for? I still think they need to aim high because they got dirt. As long as they got dirt, they should still aim high. You know, they yeah, and he was hurt so much last year. Exactly. I mean, it's it, he's on his last leg. He, I mean, he's gonna retire soon. So for him, try. They're probably not gonna make the playoffs. More than likely not with all the competition in the West. But they gotta at least try uh, for Dirk. And yes, he's gonna be playing center because he can't chase people like he used to. You know, he's seven foot. He's gonna play center. He's not gonna play great center. 
but he can shoot. He can still he can still score. So that's all they really need. And they have some young guys that they like, like uh, Seth Curry. They got Harrison Barnes. They paid him really well, so he's got to step up. Um, Maryland's doing well. They're not starting him right now, but who knows down the line? You know, that's another young piece they have. And they haven't paid, but they got him. Um, Dennis Smith for one more year. Future. Anyway. Yeah, at the very least. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of different ways they can go with it. But um, Dallas, they're going to be okay. They're going to be at the top of the bottom. <laughs> that's probably what I got. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, yeah, I think that's probably an accurate assessment. Um, and maybe even, I would even say middle of the bottom. Because um, I, yeah, I got a few other, I got a few other teams barely missing the playoffs that I think are going to finish they're going to be much better teams than Dallas this year. I mean, it, I, to me, it all it all just depends on how well Dennis Smith uh, comes out of the yeah. gate. You know, like if he comes out yeah. of the gate yeah. and he's just just balling, like they might have a chance at, at being one of those um, those uh, top of the bottoms. Um, but uh, Jawan, what do you? They look good yesterday. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, Jawan, uh, what do you think about the Mavericks? What do you think about Dennis Smith and um, you know, what do you think should be their expectation for this year? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I like what I saw from Dennis Smith. Um, I also, I'm not sure what to think about Dirk at the five, mainly because a lot of the uh, centers in the West um, are good jump shooters. Um, so, you know, they could take Nowitzki <clears throat> outside of the, the paint and kind of make him, kind of make him, uh, you know, run all over the place. It'd be the same thing as him at, yeah. at the four. Um, so, you know, I don't know how that's necessarily going to work for them, but I don't necessarily think Nerlens is a better, uh, is a way better option at the five. Um, I've, I was never too sure about what I thought about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. That's what I was about to say. I wasn't too sure about uh, New Orleans as far as upside and potential outside of just being a really good um, rim protector, but he hasn't necessarily shown that he's a really good rim protector. He defends um, he on a, on a pretty good first, level. But not consistently. Yes, not consistently, right. So he hasn't yep. shown you that he can definitively be that guy or definitively be an offensive piece. Um so I'm, he's like a middle-of-the-road kind of guy to me. Um, Harrison Barnes definitely has to play up uh, to the money he's getting, or Dallas will be will have been swindled twice, once with Parsons and now with uh, with Barnes. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't put Barnes in the league of Parsons twice. now. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm just saying a guy you're paying to be productive, a lot of money to be productive, and does right. not <laughs> – Give you the not living up to the money, sure. Right, has to have the best agent. <laughs> not only the best agent, but I'm pretty sure they need to start making that illegal for you to rob someone <laughs> the way that he, he has been robbing people. Well, not to mention the rob two teams, man. Like God. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll man, get we'll get, get to Memphis twice. though. We'll, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up Parsons. I'm sorry. Um, but I think it depends on how Mavericks come out come out of the gate. Um, I, see, I, I don't know where I'd put them as far as outside of the, the playoffs, um, like how far outside of the playoffs I, I'd see them. Uh, it depends. They have so many young pieces. So it's like outside yeah. of Matthews and, and Dirk, are you looking to kind of 
try to rebuild, just see what your your young core can do, or are you actually trying to give Nowitzki a um, a uh, a winning season? You know, like something to build off of for the next year. So it, it all depends. I I don't know what direction they uh, the organization wants to go in, but they have an amazing coach. Um, one of the more underrated or not really talked about coaches, uh, mainly because mm-hmm. they have yeah. much to work with with, with his roster. Um, I'd really hope that they could try to be competitive, like on a high level, because like I said, I love that coach. And I, you always just want to see a guy like Dirk at least go out on a winning note, um, not winning by like a championship, just like not having to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I I agree with you. I think Rick Carlisle is is one of the better coaches in the in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and and also too, like I will, I I do think it's interesting because I think you could see, um, I think you could see a lot of lineups, uh, or or a specific lineup a lot this year of Smith, Curry, Finney, Smith, um, uh. Um, Barnes and Noel for, you know, trying to see what exactly they have to work with for their future. Because Matthew mm-hmm. only has uh, two years left on his contract. Obviously, Nowitzki's guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, pretty, probably this will be his last year. Maybe he'll play one more, but, I mean, he's on his way on his way out, too. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be interesting. I definitely think that um, they're going to be one of the teams on the outside looking in. Um, I think Mark I Cuban, have, in some of his statements, he's already well aware of that. Um, I think they would be a lot more um, all-in to try to make the playoffs if there wasn't an East and a West, um, as, as Mark Cuban has, has kind of stated. Um, but um, I, yeah. I do look forward <laughs> to seeing, uh, especially I like, I really do like them playing Barnes at the four. I think Barnes... It's a four makes a lot of sense in today's NBA. Um, and yep. they didn't do that as much last year. They did a little bit, but not as much as I thought they mm-hmm. should. Um, and so I, I'll, I'll be intrigued to see, um, you know, kind of how that all works out. Jawan. I, yeah, I just had a really quick question before we moved on to the next team. Over or under on Matthews being traded and Dirk being bought out uh, by All-Star break? Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely Dirk won't be bought out. Um, no because his contract, yeah, his contract isn't that much, and I I just don't see. I mean, it, 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 Dallas is kind of like uh, San Antonio in, in their loyalty factor to their to their players who have been there for a while. You just don't see them being well, traded or bought out or anything like unless that. Unless he requests um, it, you know. Well, that's what yeah, I'm saying. If you're if you're yeah. Dirk, if you're Dirk, what I don't want for Dirk is him to have that Larry Fitzgerald. Um, uh, loyalty to where you're there, yeah, even though they I mean, do I not deserve you. So if you have a chance to go somewhere. See, no, I don't see Dirk wanting to go anywhere else. I really don't. I mean, yeah, he, I don't he, he, yeah he's just one of those old school guys. He he wants to finish, yeah. stay with Dallas for okay. his whole career. Um, as far as yeah. Matthews, um, I could see Matthews being traded. Um, the only thing is, I mean, I think he's making about $17 million. I could be wrong on that, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's I think it's in that neighborhood. He's definitely not worth that anymore. Um, but he's only got mm-hmm. two years left on his contract, so uh, the only way that I could see him being traded is if you traded him for, say, something that it w- was at the same 
price point, like some kind of seventeen million dollar player. Um, like wow. maybe say you you traded him for uh, Luol Deng because Deng has a, a one extra year on his on his contract, but you got some kind of extra throw in piece that made it worth your while to do. Um, like I could see something like that, but I don't see uh, Wesley Matthews' value um, being anything more beneficial than that kind of trade. Okay. Just wanted to ask. Sure, sure. Um, all right, so let's move on. We got Denver next. Um, so the Nuggets are kind of interesting. They don't have they really. They really don't have a a point guard who has solidified himself as the starting point guard. Um, and they have a shit ton of power forwards. They have like five, six power forwards. Um, and really only one true small forward, um, Barton, uh, who's really a two-guard, can play small forward. Hernan Gomez and Tyler Lydon can play small forward, but they're really more fours, especially in today's NBA. <laughs> I kind of wonder how they're going to work. I wonder how they're going to work this rotation. Chandler played a lot of four last year, which I don't see – I don't see him having the minutes to do it this year. You got Millsap, you got Lyles. Um, you still want to get Hernan Gomez minutes, um, so I don't. I don't see that time being there at the four. Um, what do you guys think about Denver? Um, do you think they are going to be a playoff team? And do you think that maybe it's it's kind of a necessary time to try to make a few transactional moves? to improve their, their starting roster. Joel, I want to start with you. Uh, they have an interesting team. I'll say that. Because um, they got they got skilled players. They got, and I think Millsap helps them a lot. Uh, now that I'm mm-hmm. looking at it from the like, at first I wasn't a huge fan of him signing there, but he helps them a lot. He definitely helps mm-hmm. them like, move up a tier a little bit, you know? Well, especially I like Jokic and him and Jokic. And yes, especially especially defensively. I think Wilson Chandler could easily play the three. He's one. Of, he's always been a guy that could play both positions easily for him. You know. Yeah. Um, but the three is not. He's he's athletic enough to play the three or the four. And defensively, he mm-hmm. can do both as well. Um, from what I saw yesterday, they do plan on playing uh, one or uh, Hernan Gomez at the three some minutes. So I'm not surprised by that. I mean, I figured he'd play some stretch four and some three for them. Uh, what's really intriguing to me is the point guard battle between Murray and, and Moutier. Uh, they split so far in the preseason. Murray started the first game, Moutier started the second game, and Murray got to start again the second game. So, I mean, the third game. So that's the most intriguing matchup for me, like who actually wins up the starting point guard job. And you got Gary Harris playing a shooting guard. So that's really the most open position right now is the one in the battle at the one. So that's really um, where I'm most intrigued. And I really like the fact that they brought Mason Pony back. Uh, I liked him a lot. Uh, I thought he was an underrated player. They didn't really get a lot of got a lot of love for some reason, and they got they got they got vets on that team still. So I really I, they're an intriguing team. I think they have a chance at making the playoffs, and they got upside. Yeah, well, and I think I think Plumlee is a good complement to Jokic as far as like backing him up um, and being yeah. able. Um, Jokic together. gets in. Yeah, and Jokic gets into a fair amount of foul trouble from time to time, so it's nice to be able to have Plumlee as your as your guy who you can bring in who kind of mimics Jokic to like to a lesser degree. Yeah. Like he's not as good, but 
he's got like similar skill set. Because um, I right. honestly, the thing is, I think Kenneth Fareed at the five is a better yeah, um, <laughs> overall player than Plumlee. I mean, he's just more athletic. He's better at rebounding. Yeah. Um, but he, he's not he's not as good at passing, which is a thing that Jokic yep. does. So that's why you would want to have Plumlee. Yep. Um, I thought the trade that they for, for them um, sending Nurkic over for Plumlee. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that Plumlee's contract uh, came up for renewal a year sooner mm-hmm. and the fact that they gave up a first-round pick in exchange for a second-round pick, I, I thought that was a really bad trade on their part. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I would have, if I was them, I would have held on to Nurkic and tried to find a better suitor for him, um, a, a one in which I did not have to give up a first-round pick. Um, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. you know, the, the thing is, I mean, if you look at their lineup, like you said, they they have a very skill lineup, like a lot of skill players. And the way you mm-hmm. get skill players is with first-round draft picks. Um, they, they're late, uh, mid to late first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. And they've had a lot of those over the past several seasons. So they don't really miss that draft pick um, yeah. for their particular team. Um and, and and I feel like when you know because you made that deal, you you had to keep Plumley. I think they really need to try to move Fareed at this point. Um, but you know the question just is you know who really needs him? Not very many teams out there need a guy like Kenneth Fareed, unfortunately, because he I mean he would be great as as a quality backup five. Um, he could give you you know eighteen to twenty minutes a game easily and give you. Great effort, rebounds, defense, etc. Um, but no, I do agree. I think um, the point guard position is definitely the thing that interests me most uh, with this yep. team. Um, Jawan, uh, what do you think about this team? Um, I mean, do you think like if you if you were to pick between Murray and Moutier, who would you take? And um, what do you think as far as? Uh, what they might need to do in order to improve their roster. Um, well, you, well, yeah, well, even Joel repeating it now, you stole the point I was going to lead with. Um, Reed definitely <laughs> is, is the odd guy out on this roster. Um, and not yeah. for bad reasons. He just, you know, no. he's, for, for what they have, they don't really need him. Um, bringing in Millsap kind of, uh, you know, just uh, kind of, um, Push them out of mm-hmm. the plans that they kind of had mm-hmm. for, uh, for and even Trey Lyles um, because Trey Lyles is going to yeah, take any Trey backup Lyles. minutes yeah, that he might have had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they kind of struck gold with the Millsap signing. Uh, you get two ends of that. Yes, you get so. someone who is uh, a pretty good defender and still a really good scorer, and mm-hmm. um, is is a proven vet. So you have a veteran presence in the locker room and someone who can contribute more than just sitting at the end of the bench and rallying the guys, you know, when it matters. Um, but Fareed definitely has to go. And like I said, uh, that's not a bad thing. It's it's, it's a good thing. He's, you know, he'd have too many he's other still players. Valuable. Right. He's still very valuable. If I was them, I'd start talking him up now and kind of feeling right. out uh, who would want him. Um, yeah. I, I'd have to look over uh, a lot of people's five spot, uh, uh, the center spot for a lot of teams in the NBA to see – where he'd fit best, but he's not the best jump shooter. He he can defend uh, uh, pretty well, 
but he's more of like a back to the basket kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's undersized. So too. he'd have right, and he's undersized. Yeah, but he's so really athletic of, though. Like he fits that, no, that, that, that new age that so, new age five. I mean, and, and this Six, isn't. Seven, this though. is just me. <laughs> this is just me spitballing. Um, I'm not really a hundred percent. Actually, let me see. I, I mean, if you're the Clippers, do you not want someone with that athleticism uh, that you can kind of trust more so in the the sure. fourth to yeah. make free throws yeah. outside of DeAndre? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean I'm looking at them right now. Well, I don't yeah. know. I think if ahead, I'm the I'm Clippers, I'm I'm pretty sold with Montrez Harrell. Like Montrez Harrell is yeah, the same similar. kind of player as Kenneth Reed, and he's younger yeah. and he's cheaper. I would, I yeah, yeah. I would probably. Yeah, I would probably err with keeping Montrezl Harrell, um, but yeah, there are teams. That's, that's the thing. Like I, and I know, like I don't have any off the top of my head either. But there are teams. Hmm. There are a couple teams out there who could utilize a player like maybe, Kenneth. Maybe the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies yeah. could definitely use him. I don't know what the Grizzlies could possibly offer that would make the trade worth any any kind of sense for. Uh, for Denver, though. I mean, it it depends, though. It depends on what the Nuggets are looking to get back from. Because, I mean, That's think true. about some well, of the trades just, we've, just seen, we've just seen in this past offseason with, well, with no, uh, guys way better than three. Yeah, I, I get that. I'm just saying that, like, the, the Grizzlies don't own a first-round pick until 2021. And mm-hmm. do you really want a Grizzlies second-round pick? Maybe – I mean, it depends what you would get back. If you get back, say, the expiring contract of right, and then something else that's expiring, just to cut your mm-hmm. just to cut your payroll, um, so you can mm-hmm. re-sign Gary Harris next year. Like, yeah, I could see something like that. But then again, I don't necessarily see the Memphis Grizzlies wanting to add a shit ton of payroll because they already have an expensive payroll. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I could see that. It's possible, like but. I said, we're, we're we're spitballing on this because you know we haven't really mm-hmm. given where free should go much thought. Right. Uh, we kind of right. just brought Absolutely. that up as we talked about it. But <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Joel, I'm I'm looking uh looking at them now. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily completely right. disagree with that. But you still come up with the point uh Nick was making about what could you give them, and if you're the the Nuggets, is a Spurs draft pick really something that's that's going to equate to much uh, because of where they usually finish every year. Um, But to get back to the Nuggets, not to move on too far ahead, um, I can definitely see the Nuggets if everyone can stay healthy and they could possibly move Fareed for a better piece um, or a piece that can kind of help out a little bit more. I could see them as an eighth seed. Yeah, I could see them even as like a sixth or seventh seed, honestly. Um, I think the, the, the the top five seeds are a lock. Um, in the West, just as they kind of are in the East, um, but those those last three seats are are kind of wide open between like five or six teams, um, and I, I'm I kinda, can see them being as high as a six seed. I'm kind of selfish for wanting them at the eighth seed. I think one of one of uh, the NBA's <laughs> best chances at um, you know kind of you know not threatening the Warriors, but kind of taking it to them is size, especially size at uh, the four and the five. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I and think Mil, and uh, and Jokic team, would fit that bill. They would be able to um, take it to him. They would be able to take it throw, to him. Yeah. Let me throw this out there to you guys, because um, I, I mean, I've, I've 
kind of thought about this trade for a while, and I think it would make a lot of sense. Um, and and even uh, still, that the, um, there have been reports that both teams were in talks earlier, um, which you know probably only means that it won't happen because um, if they were in talks and, and didn't come to any kind of agreement, then you know that's that's kind of telling. But I do think that um, if I'm the Nuggets. I'm probably willing to give up Jamal Murray as good as he could possibly be. Um, if I can move Jamal Murray and Kenneth Fareed for Eric Bledsoe, I'd do that. I mean, mm-hmm. get, I mean that's the thing. Like, Jamal Murray, he's a combo guard. He can play the one and the two. Um, so if, if he was on Phoenix, they can put him at the one and just solely groom him as the one with Booker as your two. He fits their age range better. Um, and Eric Bledsoe, man, like if you put Eric Bledsoe on that team, your defense is going to get so much better. Um, if you got Bledsoe and Millsap, you, like the, the Nuggets were one of the worst defensive teams in the league last year. <laughs> if you got Bledsoe and Millsap, your defense is going to get way better. Um, yeah. I, to me, that trade makes a lot of sense. And, you know, if you got to, like, throw in, like, a second-rounder or something like that if you're Denver, I mean, I wouldn't throw in a first-rounder because Jamal Murray, I think, is going to be a really good player. Um, but if you got to throw in, like, a second-rounder or something like that to make it work and you can move, Kenneth, get Kenneth Fareed off the books um, because, I mean, you just, you just really don't need him. Um, I, I, I think that's a, that's a very um, uh, worthy trade for, for both teams. I mean, Phoenix gets their younger point guard, which they want, and mm-hmm. you know Denver gets their defensive-minded, play-ready. Obviously, no question who's your starter at, at at the one. What do you guys think about that, Joel? I like it. I like. It. I don't even think you need a pick there. I think it works that well that you don't really need a pick involved at all. Uh, yeah, and like yeah straight up. Reed and Jamal Murray. I think it works. You know, so I like it. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it works really well, too. I would have liked to have seen that happen before they re-signed Alex Lynn because that guy's a bum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but nevertheless, uh, hey, man, I just call it like I see it. Um, but, Juwan, you know, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I agree with Joel. Yeah, I definitely like the, uh, the idea of that trade, too. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, let's move on. We got, uh, we got Golden State next. Um what there's not really that much that needs to be said about Golden State. I mean, they no. they added they added Nick Young, they added Omri Kosti, um, mm-hmm. they uh they bought the rights to Jordan Bell from the Bulls, um, and they pretty much brought back everybody else minus um Ian Clark, who was any amount of a contributor last year to their team. Um, the best team in the league just got better. That's for, I mean that's that's my take on them. Uh, Joel, how do you see it? Uh, yeah, they're basically the same team as last year, with a little more bench help. <laughs> so it's like it's like a little deeper this year than they were last year. I'm like, how the hell they managed to pull that off? Even losing Ian Clark, yeah. they t- they replaced them with like Nick Young and and Cassie, and those guys can they shoot. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like yeah, like the rich keep on getting richer. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, the the only thing that I'm I'm questioning looking at their lineup is what are they going to do like they have only two point guards. My guess is 
Yeah. Um, Iguodala will step in and, and play the role of a little bit of point guard as needed. Um, that That's my guess, yeah, yeah because because we all know Iguodala is a very good ball handler. He's a good passer. Um, and Draymond yeah. Green can even bring the ball up the court and pass the ball. So um, so that's kind of why I'm thinking that they didn't worry about getting a third string point guard. Um, they good passers you know, on the team, yeah. Yeah, they got enough people who can handle the ball and pass it. Um, but, yeah, right. uh, Jawan, uh, you know, what are your takes? Um, I mean, the best team just got better, right? Yeah, I was going to say, not much you could talk about with Golden State. Uh, I was going to kind of uh, mirror exactly the great points Joel made. Um, the rich did just get richer. Um, Nick Young is a way better option than Ian Clark. Um, you know, as far as far as, as, far as He's uh, bigger. scoring, as He's far bigger. as scoring, I don't know. Ian Clark's a pretty damn good shooter, dude. I, I'd have to look up <clears> – <throat> see – it's kind of hard to to judge Nick Young like uh like if you're trying to compare last year's numbers between the two. No, no last year's numbers. No, Nick Young's numbers last year were balling. Like he played really, oh, really, really good last year. Yeah. No, he did. Well, he was, was balling gonna, out. I was gonna. I was gonna say there was not much the Lakers had, so <laughs> it would obviously tip right. more to to Nick Young because he was getting well, the ball a I, lot. As I recall, um, he, ahead, he he upped his three point average and his overall uh, field goal percentage. So like you know that was like the big question with him, and he he you know was able to kind of up those percentages. Um, and so, you know he was, was even quoted as saying you know when it when it comes down to the last shot, you know you know, what are you going to do? And he said, I'm going to fucking shoot it. And then, you know, if, if Curry or Durant <laughs> try to say anything, I'll tell him, sorry, man, I didn't see you. So, like, <laughs> that's, that's he's got a I, yep. I, I look at it like this. Um, I'm sure Golden State will run this, this lineup uh, at some point of the game, but Curry, Thompson, Young, Durant, and Draymond. If they do that, yeah. Young could see a lot of wide open threes this season. <laughs> And yeah. he's going to be knocking them. Um, yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I just I, – I, I value him more. I, I don't know – right. I don't know if I could have 100% uh, said that with Ian Clark. Or no, I feel Ian you. Clark I mean, in Clark, a lineup like that. Right. And I think thing, the right. biggest – yeah, the biggest thing about Clark is Clark's more of a – he's more of the size of a one but plays the two. Right. Whereas, yeah. whereas <laughs> you know, Nick Young's more of the size of a – Two combo two three, but plays the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. you you can yeah you can utilize him in, in more favorable positions than you could Clark. So that's that's definitely a plus. Yeah, they doubled no, their ahead, chance y'all. to have more Shaq than a full moment. So that's cool too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Get it with with McGee and <laughs> and Nick Young. You can double up on it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, all right, so let's move on. Let's get to the Houston Rockets. So, obviously, their big move was picking up Chris Paul. So, I mean, really, the the basis of their lineups, they got Chris Paul, they got Harden, they got Ariza, they got Anderson, they got Capella um, as their backups. I would imagine they're going to rotate Paul and Harden at the point. Um, they're probably not really going to yeah. use any of their backup point cards. Um, then they got Gordon, they got Tucker, uh, P.J. Tucker, uh, Luke Mbamute, 
Uh, and then they got like several different centers to choose from. Um, probably Nene will be their their number one backup, but also Tarek Black or Tariq Black, however the fuck you pronounce it. Um, that dude's pretty Tarek. good too. Um, Tarek. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so they got about a ten man lineup with with three centers, which is kind of weird. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean they got <laughs> they got a really good lineup. They obviously improved with Chris Paul. My biggest question. To them is just you know uh, who how how do they work out you know the ball control um, and um, I think they will I think they will be fine um, I think Paul is if you were going to ask me um, you know who's the best defensive uh, point guard in the game I would probably say Chris Paul and then my second person would probably probably be Patrick Beverly. So the fact that not only do they get somebody who's as skilled as Chris Paul on the offensive end, but he's just as good, if not better, as Patrick Beverly on the defensive end, I think is huge. Um, but, uh, but uh, Juwan, let me start with you. What, what, I mean, what do you think about the Rockets? What do you think about their lineup? Um, and, you know, what do you, um, what do you think is their ceiling for this year? Um. See, it's weird. Um, I'm not a huge Chris Paul guy. Um, Ooh, okay. Ouch. So, well, no, no, no. I don't mean that like I think he's trash or anything. I'm just, I'm not one of the guys that's as huge on Chris Paul as most are. Um, well, he's never won a Western think... Conference Finals. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's definitely up there with me. Wait, um, wait. But I, don't I don't think he's think ever been to a either. Western Conference Final. No, he's never been to the Western Conference Finals. No, he's never been to the Western Conference Finals. No, he's never been to the Western Conference Finals in Denver. Well, he never won one. I don't think Chris Paul has ever been to a conference. I don't think Chris Paul has ever been to a conference final. I think that's... I don't think he's been to the second round. Chris Paul's never been. Yeah. Chris Paul's never been. Um, Right. So, the reason why I bring up Chris Paul is because that's a huge point for me for the Rockets season. Um, This is a team that uh, got as far as they did um, off of Harden. Uh, and then he kind of just lost that flame because he was just doing so much uh, and playing so many minutes with very limited rest days uh, throughout the season. So when I look at it, like, I personally don't feel as though Chris Paul gets them further than the round they lost that. Like, if they play the Spurs again, I don't necessarily think Chris Paul is that one piece to get them over the Spurs or over OKC. Um, you know, well, yeah, y'all seen the memes. State. Y'all seen the memes of Chris Paul looking all sad, being like, "Y'all said we were gonna get mellow." <laughs> yeah, and honestly, honestly, if you're Chris Paul, when you know when you found that out, I'm I'm sure. And listen, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm almost a hundred percent sure Ryan Anderson got punched in the face that night. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure when he found out that what was holding them up from getting mellow was Ryan Anderson. I don't think he'll be getting a lot of passes thrown his way by Chris Paul this year. No, yeah, but, but, still, but still good on the Knicks, man. Like, like, why would you want oh, to like, and, and the fact that, like, all, all, I mean, really what the Knicks wanted was Eric Gordon and Trevor Ariza, and that's totally, they, they didn't want any picks. They just wanted those two right. players, and that's, you know, I would have been the same way if I was the Knicks. I would have been like, those are the two guys I want. I'm not taking Ryan Anderson. Sorry. 
Listen, yep. I mean, if Same you're here. the Rockets, we'll, we'll see what, what comes of this season. But if you're the Rockets, you know, it's going to be a huge question that plays out through this year where people are going to go, listen, would it have been worth it to just give the Knicks what they wanted? You'd have Melo with Harden and CP3. Um, and, you know, a lot of these teams, you know, well, let, let me not go to a lot of these teams. What the Rockets' biggest problem is going to be is um, Chris Paul is going to get a lot of rest days. We know that. So their issue is going to be is what Chris Paul will they get come playoffs. We know Harden, uh, what Harden we're going to see every play, every you know playoff time. So the biggest piece that I look at is um, what Chris Paul will get come playoff time. But I don't see this team being any – they're definitely going to take a step back from what they were last year. Um, see, I just I think, think the way that. they were able to work and the pieces they had – how many wins did they get last year? Fifty was it fifty two or fifty four? Fifty three, I think. Fifty three? Fifty three? I think. I, I, okay. I'm, I'm just so they got 53. I, I think that's what it was. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna go out I'm gonna go out on a limb now and say if they got fifty three last year and this isn't I, I, I retract the huge step back. They won fifty three last year. I don't see any more than fifty, fifty one wins. Sure. Yeah. I could see that. Well, mainly because I'll say when I said they'll take a drastic step back, I, I didn't think they were a 51 team. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but, yeah, I don't yeah, see them seed, going man. to, like, 48. Yeah, I don't see them going to, like, 48 or anything crazy like that. Um, they'll be a uh, – they'll be 50-51 wins. But it depends, because like I said, I'm not that high on Chris Paul, so we'll see how yeah, much you're that not, makes a difference but what, on the season. Yeah, but essentially what you're saying is they're not going to be all of a sudden like a 60-win team or knocking on no. that door. Right. Well, I don't even think this team is a threat to the Warriors. I, I mean, this is a team that, uh, you know, gained one of the best point guards in the league, but I still don't think that makes you anywhere near – um, better than the oh, Warriors. because you had one of the best point guards in the league. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I agree. Especially defensively. Like, one of the guys you knew you could stick on Curry, and uh, he would stay on him. Oh, like, no, no, no. I meant uh, – oh, sorry. I meant, I, meant, I meant Harden. Oh, Harden. They had Harden, one of the best. Harden, 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 you know, they had – because really, yeah. really the way that team ran, Patrick Beverly really played more of a two. I mean, he played he off did. ball. Right. He guarded the one, but he – you know. Yeah, um, I was gonna say yeah. You, you only had Beverly for defensive purposes, but yeah, this yeah. team I don't yeah. think it was is better Fisher. than the Spurs. <laughs> right, this team I don't think is better than the Spurs, OKC, or Golden State. So. I agree. I agree. I actually, uh, I 100 percent agree. I think, um, I, I, well, we'll get to it um, as far as OKC, um, but I, I, I do agree with your your general principle that. Um, because of the way that the other teams have constructed their lineups, um, the step forward that uh, they've made as far as improving their team might actually be two steps back as far as the way the rest of the conference has shaken out. Um, but, Joel, yeah. what are your thoughts on the Rockets? Um, they're going to be annoying like uh, to play. They're going to be a great regular season team. That's what they are. They're a great regular season team. A lot of threes. That lot of threes are going to put up a lot of wins, in my opinion. Uh, they they got better. They got Chris Paul. Uh, that's an upgrade. They don't really have a backup point guard except for Harden, but 
if they're going to play together and if they got a split time. So how much time are they going to play together? So they don't really have a legit backup to Harden and um, Paul, you know. So that's where they go there. I mean, Eric Gordon is going to play off the ball. He's the shooter. He's the sixth man. And um, sixth man of the year, right? I think he won sixth man of the year. They got him. They got. They added. Um, yeah, I think he was. It was between him and Lou, and I think which was cool. They were on the same team. Well, yeah. how many teams? No, have I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Gordon. Luxury. Yeah. 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 Um, they still have, or they have a reason Tucker. So they got two really good wing defenders. They got uh, Ryan Anderson, the giant shooting, lumbering Anderson, and they got another <laughs> uh, wing defender in Emba Amute, who's another wing defender. So they they they. Mm-hmm. they who can play both the three too. and the four, and and Tucker exactly. can play the between two and four, really. Yeah, because he, he's such a tough defender, you know. And that's what I liked about the moves that they made. They got in guys that obviously could play against the Warriors. They they did that just because the Warriors are there. Well, I know Ryan Anderson can't play close games because he can't defend. <laughs> right. So that's really the issue with Ryan Anderson. He can he can rebound. Ryan's a good he's a good rebounder. He's just not much of a defender. And they still have Capella, right. who's, who's got a lot of upside, and Nene, who he's old, but he can still play. So I like this. Oh, yeah. They have a good team. I don't know if they're good mm-hmm. enough to beat the Warriors, but they're definitely going to be a good regular season team, and they're definitely going to be a threat no matter who. They always have a puncher chance. You know why? Because they're going to probably be the best shooting team in the league. And that's what yeah. happens with Mike D'Antoni, and he has the shooters to do it. So there you go. Well, yeah, and I, I and I agree with you, and I think I think people forget how good of a three point shooter that Chris Ball is because he he's never yeah. taken a lot in his career, but he was a plus forty percent uh, three point shooter last year um, mm-hmm. for for the Clippers, um, and you know you give him more opportunities to take more threes, which he's obviously going to get on this team. Uh, it, that is only yeah. going to benefit. My my biggest thing, and and I agree with you. I think going like down the stretch, their lineup of Paul, Harden, Ariza, either Tucker or Mba Amute and Capella, like that's a defensive lineup that can really shut down teams. Like that will be really interesting to watch. Um, they've definitely yep. improved their 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 um, at least individual players. Um, as far as their defense is concerned, which is which is very exciting. Um, my biggest thing is kind of the same thing that I look at with New Orleans is Paul and Harden, can they coexist? Can Anthony Davis right. and DeMarcus Cousins coexist? It, it, those are big questions, and I, I have I have a little, at least, uh, well, I, I won't even say a little. I have a, a, a substantial amount of trepidation. I won't say a lot, um, but a, right. a you know a fair amount of trepidation as far as can Paul and Harden coexist on the court at the same time as one another, or are we going to see like we saw last year um, with the you know the small serving size that we saw with Cousins and AD, where the team actually performed better when one or the other was on the court and not both of them at the same time. I think that'll be very interesting um, to, to kind of figure out. Um, all right, well, let's move on. We got the Clippers next, um, which, you know, only makes sense because uh, of the trade, of the Chris Ball trade at hand. Um, I, I honestly think given, you know, what um, what was at stake, um, losing Chris Ball, 
um, what they got back and what they were able to do with what they got back and, and how they were able to construct their lineup. I think they did a fairly good job. I mean, you got Beverly, you've got Rivers, you've got Lou Williams, you got Teodosic, um, you got Gallinari, you got like Decker, it. you got Griffin, you got Harrell, you got Jordan, you got Willie, Willie Reed. Um, you got a, you, you've got a lot of depth, and that's something that the, the Clippers have never had. They've never had depth. And so the fact that maybe, you know, you gave up one of the best point guards in the league, but you you, yeah. you get a shit ton of depth with that, especially when you have so many players who are constantly injured, it's really nice to have extended depth. Um, that, all that being said, I'm not super confident that Gallinari and Griffin are going to be able to play enough games to get this team to the playoffs. I'm not saying they can't do it. It's all, to me, it all depends on the injury status of those two players and can those two players give them at least 65 games. Um, Because if they can do that, I would give them a lock for the playoffs. But that's a big, big question. Um, Joel, what do you think about the Clippers? What do you think about the way they've been able to construct their lineup, and, you know, do you think that they uh, are a playoff team? I, they're not what they used to be, obviously. You don't lose Chris Paul and get better. That's how I look at it. Right, <laughs> right. So I don't, I, I don't like, I mean, I do, I do like the team still. I like, I like the pickups, like the, they got Teodosic. I really like him from Russia. I love I like that they pick, and I watched him play the other really night. Good, it was, man. He He's is, good. man. He needs to work on He's his good. his erratic passing. Um, he, he, he tries to force crazy. the ball into tight windows that are crazy. He does. Um, but he does. but like but some of those sometimes it works. Like I I think yeah. he's going to be a really 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 good backup point guard in this league. I like. It. I, I even thought he was going to start at one point, but him and Patrick. No, no, no. I, no, I think he work. could. I think he could. And and uh, uh, let me just say this: if if my my crazy grandiose trade ever went through, where Patrick <laughs> Beverly was swapped with Isaiah Thomas and all the other things that y'all know I'm talking about, um, and and for anyone out there listening, there's a lot of other factors at play, so don't jump on my fucking case about it. About that's not a fair swap. There's a lot of other factors at play, but uh, specifically, Joel, Juwan, y'all know the factors. Uh, Chia does definitely hold down the fort in in that event. Yeah, definitely. I like him, and that's one of the main reasons I like. I like them bringing, uh, getting Beverly in the trade for Chris Paul because he helps tremendously when it comes to effort and attitude. You need that kind of grit on your team, and he's definitely a tough motherfucker, you know. So you need him in the lineup. Period. He changes the lineup, in my opinion. He he's like a Chris Paul, and he's a great defender, but he has a little bit more attitude, which is weird because Chris Paul has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, Chris, know, but you know, Chris Paul's got that 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 uh, spoiled attitude, where he's he's he yeah, gets that look yeah, on his face like, of, come on, and and Chia does yeah. just got that attitude like when when something doesn't go his way, he's just kind of like, all right, mm-hmm. motherfuckers, well I'm just gonna try harder and harder <laughs> and harder, and I love that. Yep. I, that's my attitude. That's that's what I like from my players. 
Yeah, that's why I like their guard play. They got Lou Williams. They replaced Chris Paul, and they still got they got one of the six men, a six man of the year candidate every year he plays almost. So they got another big scorer off the bench in Lou Williams. Um, they're still a little. Sam Deck is okay. I like. I think his future is more at the stretch four than he is at the three. Um, that's just what I feel looking at him. Um, Gallinari, that's a good, you brought up a good point. Gallinari and, and Griffin, can they stay healthy long enough to play together? I think together they're going to be good. I just don't know if they can stay healthy long enough. The right. whole season. I don't trust well, them. And that's I, really I, what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. And I think I think you bring up an interesting point with Decker because I would bring up the same point with Gallinari. I think his future is at the stretch four. So what does that mean for yeah. Griffin? Yeah. How are they going to play? Does that mean yeah. like they're going to – what are they going to do with Jordan next year? When he yeah. can opt out, well, if he opts out, um, I think there's a lot of interesting things at play. But I, I, I do kind of agree with you. I think, I think, I, I like the way they have their depth because they also have Wesley Johnson, um, mm-hmm. who's obviously like a, a very traditional three. And Decker can play both the three and the Super. four. Harold can play both the four and the five. He can play that small ball five. Willie Reed yep. um, has proven he's that fan. he's a very good backup center. Um, they yeah. have a lot of depth. As long as they can stay healthy, I think they're a playoff team. I just question whether they can stay healthy or not. I just don't I, – I, there's just been too many instances of Gallinari and Griffin being hurt in any given yeah. years uh, that I, I, I just got to hold that against them. If they can stay healthy, yeah. I've got them as a lock to make the playoffs. But I just don't think they can. I understand. I get it. Yeah. Um, Jawan, what do you what do you think about the Clippers? Nope, nope, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, this team is most definitely not making the playoffs. Um, mainly because if DeAndre was something, if DeAndre was more talented offensively, I would at least go. All right, well, you know, you lose Chris Paul, someone who can not only facilitate, defend, but you know. Uh, they leaned on him heavily to score, especially when they needed it. Right, but um, but part of DeAndre's of, offense was Chris Paul. Was Chris Paul right? Most that's what I'm it. saying. If well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. If DeAndre was more offensively gifted, I would go okay. Well, you know, at least he's someone you can kind of rely on to back up um, Blake. Uh, injuries, like you said before, uh, are a huge thing to look out for between Gallo and, and Blake. Um, but I especially when they're punching motherfuckers left and right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I think Blake needs, needs another guy. Um, I don't think Blake can get it done by himself. And I think the way that roster is constructed, uh, he's the guy they're going to lean on to, uh, to carry that scoring load. Um, I do not think this team, even if healthy, makes the playoffs. Uh, I just don't. I, I don't think they have enough. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They could definitely um, prove me wrong, and I'll get I'll get live on air and apologize. I do not think yeah. this team, if healthy, um, can make the playoffs. I just don't. Uh, I I don't believe in Blake leading them to the playoffs. Well, here's, so here's I think my they thing. Have, I think. Go ahead. Uh, well, I, I was just gonna say. I think. I think the fact that Chris Ball is gone. Blake Griffin's a really good passer, and I think you'll see him play a little bit of point forward, like 
the way that mm-hmm. Jokic um, plays that mm-hmm. kind of point center position and the way that yep. um, New Orleans is, is tossing around the idea of DeMarcus Cousins doing the same thing. Um, I, I think you could see him at the top of the key um, in the half-court offense making a lot of decisions with the ball. Um, I don't think he'll bring the ball to court. I just think he'll get it at the top of the key and be able to make a lot of decisions with it, um, which he obviously wasn't able to do in the past because of Chris Paul. Um, I think that could open up the offense in in a similar fashion to the way of what Chris Paul did. Um, right. And if they utilize it right, I think it could, I, I think it could work. Um, but I, I, I do I just, see what you're saying in the sense of um, it's it's it, there's a there's a there's a trepidatious uh, mentality as far as um, do you want to put all your chips in on that because that's what it's going to take for them to be successful. If Griffin is going yeah. to have to step up and be the guy and not only yeah. score but pass and defend and everything else and. Can he do all of that? I don't know. And can he stay healthy? But even if he can stay healthy, I mean, can he can he consistently be a a on the offensive side? Can he be the guy who produces offense? Because that's what they need I, him to be. That's what they want we'll him find to out. be. Yeah. The the bottom line that I came up to was all right. So you have the Clippers. You have the Nuggets. You have the Pelicans, um, and I think I had one other team. Maybe I didn't. But out of those three teams, do I – and this is just me personally. I'm not speaking for you guys or anyone else. Sure. Do I feel as though the Clippers are better talent-wise than those other two teams? And I couldn't definitively say that. Um, sure. So that's why, that's why if I was looking at, you know, who out of those three teams could make the seven and eight, I don't have the Clippers better than the Nuggets or the Pelicans. And like I said, this is all on paper. We have to actually see them play first you, before we can definitively start saying anything. That's <laughs> fifth? It's six. Obviously, at five, oh, you, at you got six? Minnesota, but it's six. At six? Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Trailblazers? I just, I just had that. Yes, 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 yes. No, 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 no. I have the Trailblazers at seven and the Nuggets possibly at six. At six, okay, yeah, that's that. I think mm-hmm. that's me as well. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So sure. No, I agree with you. I. I mean, I think, but most of that is is for me is for injury purposes, um, with with the Clippers. But no, I I totally see your point. Um, let's move on. Let's get to the Lakers because everybody wants my dog to, horse. Everybody, yeah, everybody wants to get them as a dark horse. I will, I will bet anybody. I will right now bet either one of y'all five hundred dollars that the Lakers do not make the playoffs because they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not that good yet. They have okay. Look, they have they have Paul, who will be a good player at some point, but he's still a rookie. They got Clarkson, yeah. who is a, a is a very good backup point guard. They got Caldwell Pope, who is a very um, formidable uh, shooting guard, 
starting shooting guard. They got Ingram, who's still got to grow. They got Dang, um, who is a you know solid backup in today's basketball. They got Randall, Nance, Kuzma. I, I'm really excited about Kuzma. I think he's going. I think he was him and John Collins. I think were the steals of the draft. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, they got Lopez, Zubox, uh, Bogut. I I just I don't see any way they make the playoffs. I just don't see it. I think they're going to be at the very bottom of the West. I think they'll finish better than Phoenix, and maybe two other teams. But I don't. I seriously don't see them. I don't see them getting more than about thirty-two wins in in the season. I just. I, I, don't see any chance of them making the playoffs. Um, Joel, what do you think about the Lakers? Do you think they have a shot at making the playoffs? Do you think they have a shot at making the eighth seed? Um, and Ugh. like, what do you, yeah? What do you think about them? I think they're, it's too soon. I don't think they will make the playoffs. I think they could they could fight and try. It really depends on how they look going like in the first couple of months. Um, and then maybe, then maybe I, I can lean towards them. But right now, no, I can't. I can't say they're going to make the playoffs. I do like their team going forward. I do like some of the pieces they have. I've loved what I've seen from Kuzma, um, Randall. I, I like Randall. He's just so undersized and doesn't really have much up. So he does have a lot of fight in him. Lopez is going to be a big help when he gets back. He's been hurt. Uh, Ingram. I still haven't seen enough from Ingram to be completely confident in Ingram. Uh, I like the signing of Coldwell Pope. That was a good pickup. I think Lonzo Ball is going to be a star in this league at some point. Maybe not this year, but eventually. Uh, but he's definitely talented, and I like Clarkson off the bench. But, yeah, I still don't think they have enough to be a playoff team. Just not yet. Well, eventually, and, maybe, and, but right now, not yet. Yeah, and I think I think the Lakers should try to – Just this is my opinion, but I think the Lakers should strongly – strongly try to trade Randall um, because I think Randall <laughs> is a Blake Griffin type. I don't think he's as good as Blake Griffin. I just think he's a really good passer um, if you've watched the way he plays yeah. um, throughout the course of his career. He's a really good passer. And when you have someone like um, D'Angelo Russell on your team, that's a that's a very good asset to have when you have someone like Lonzo Ball on your team. The asset is neutralized, and you don't need it as much. Um, you'd be much more um, better served uh, to try and move Randall and see if you can maybe pair him up with um, Lua Bing, if possible, or try to move Randall for a draft pick and then pair that mm-hmm. draft pick up with Lua Deng and move that later. Some some way, shape, or form, but I think um, I think Nance is good enough to be a starter, and I think that uh, Kuzma, Kuzma, you need to get him <laughs> minutes. I, I I don't think your goal this year should be to try to make the playoffs. I think your goal this year should try to be to make cap room to bring in people who make Somebody. your team better next year, um, and right. I, I think part of that is moving Randall. I just don't think he fits this team anymore. I think he fit it at one point, but he doesn't anymore. Um, uh, but, Joan, what do you think about the Lakers? Um, 
me saying they're they're my dark horse, that's just, you know, me poking fun. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> saying the Lakers are their dark horse is uh, them finding something, you know, because that's the cool thing to say. Just like people said that about the Bucks in the NFL, like all offseason, like, oh, they're the dark horse, and they don't look like they should be people's dark horse right now. But anyway. Hey, man, um, that's me I and do... the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we do know that. Um, I do feel as though Lonzo Ball has potential to lead the league in assists. Um, I, I, I think Ooh. he could um, – I will go out on a limb and say he will lead the NBA in assists. Um, I think this team has potential. Yeah. I mean, I I, I like what I've I've seen from him. I mean, they're going to give him minutes, that's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. They'll get all Um, the minutes. And I I feel as though Magic, I feel as though Magic uh, feels very strongly about him. Like he knows he could be a really gifted passer. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think it'll be a disappointment for him if he doesn't lead the league in uh, assists. But uh, to talk well, team, talk about I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he, hey, as much as his dad talked him up, he better lead the league in something. Minutes played or something. Oh, as much as his dad talked him up. Um, <laughs> Minutes played. I, <laughs> something. I agree with you, Nick. Um, I, don't think I don't think their goal should be to make the playoffs, but I think if they did try to, they're talented enough if these pieces that they've spoken so highly of can produce on the level uh, like they um, expect them to. Like, if you can get, well, excuse me, Ingram to play up to his um, his potential that everyone sees him, uh, you know, living up to, if you can move Randall, which I agree, you do need to move Randall, um, this this team could be in the conversation for the eighth spot. Um, I wouldn't obviously go any higher than that, but um, with the talent that they have, they do have the potential of it. Um, but I do agree with you on the point of say it again. So you think uh, you think the Clippers are going to be worse than the Lakers? Do I think the Clippers will be worse than the Lakers? Yeah. I don't necessarily think that, but what keeps popping up in my mind every time I want to say Clippers are way better than the Lakers, I can't remember the last time I saw Blake play a full season. And then <laughs> even if we wash that out, even if we wash that out, I can't remember the last time he's played a full playoff series. So it's like yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know how to yeah. properly equate that. And if yeah. that team doesn't have Blake, <laughs> that's a great backup. If that team doesn't have Blake, I don't know if I have any faith in that team being uh, sure uh, head over heels better than the Lakers. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think they could, if they play up to that potential, they could be in the mix for that AC. But, I, like I said, I do agree with you that that should be their focus um, or their actual goal of this year. Um, they should build space, um, move a couple pieces, build cap room, moving forward. But I do think if this team had their mind set on the playoffs, it could be in that conversation for the AC. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let me let me bring up this point because I, I think this is interesting to me. Everybody says, you know, Paul George is going there. Um, I don't think that's the right move for them, honestly. I, I, li- I really like Ingram. I think trying to make Ingram play out of position in order to to bring in Paul George is is kind of a mistake. I think you build with Ball, Ingram, 
and NAMPs. And I think you try to bring in um, Boogie. I think Boogie Cousins would be kind of the the perfect fit there because Lopez is on an expiring deal. Obviously, Bogut they brought in just for coaching up Zubac. Um, and 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 I and I I like Zubat, um, but I mean I, I don't necessarily think he's he's a starter in this league. Um, I think he could be a starter in this league, just not a premier starter. He's never going to be a, a, a Demarcus Cousins. Um, so I think you bring in Cousins, and then you maybe look at, at bringing back Caldwell Pope, and you 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 yeah. you have a lineup of Ball, Pope, Ingram. Uh, Nance and 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 Bookie, and and then you still have money um, to bring in some quality depth players. Um, yep. I, like I think Ball could be a star. I think Ingram could be a star. And then if you if you have Boogie, that's a, there's your big three. You got a point guard who's awesome. You got a small forward who's awesome. You got a center who's awesome. You got Nance and Kuzma who are both really solid fours. You got Caldwell Pope, and you got Hart, who could could develop into a really solid backup player. Um, you still have Clarkson, uh, and and it, really with that, you could probably still keep Dang and not have to move Dang and move um, other players and, and other things. You move Randall for a draft pick or, or or a better player that that fits your or you know a. a um, Player that, that better fits your your team roster. Um, I I don't necessarily think that that the Lakers need to overhaul their lineup. Is my point. I think um, I, if you just bring in the right the small right pieces, and I think Boogie would be the piece to bring in. Juwan. No, I completely agree. I actually wanted to go a step further and say. Um, I thought once they drafted Lonzo Ball um, that all these reporters that were swearing LeBron would go to the Lakers, I thought that should have thrown that idea in the garbage for the Lakers. Um, I think going after someone like a Paul George or LeBron, if you go after Paul George, it stunts the growth of um, Ingram. And if you go after LeBron, Mm -hmm. it stunts the growth of Lonzo. LeBron is the premier passer wherever he is. So that kind of takes away, especially because Lonzo isn't the typical, like he's not Kyrie. You can't tell him, all right, well, you know, you can kind of play off the ball. You can shoot on, you know, I can get you open. You you hit the open three-pointer. No, Lonzo wants to be the guy that sets you up. So you take away from his ability, his strong point. Right, you take away his strong point. Um, Because he can score doesn't mean that is what they should be having him do. Um, he should be setting up Ingram. He should be setting up Nance, or if they get Boogie, he should be setting up those guys, Caldwell. Um, so I think if you're the Lakers, the smartest thing to do would be to go after a guy like, like you said, like DeMarcus Cousins. He's someone that you can put in, and it does not take away from anybody else, especially because you've put in so much into these young guys that you've drafted why would you bring in someone of the caliber of a LeBron or Paul George that would completely wipe that away? Because it would right. stunt the growth of both Ball and Ingram. Yeah, so I completely agree with you on that. Absolutely, you gotta you gotta use what you have and build up what you have and uh, fill in the gaps of what you don't have. 
and you already have passing. You already have a quality uh, three who um, is going to develop and become even better. Yes, that's that's you're perfectly illustrating the point that I'm trying to make. Um, but anyway, we got to move on. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are next. Um, they basically have uh, Connolly and Gasol, and that's it. I think they're going to be shit. Um, <laughs> I think they're, they're this is going to be this would basically be like if my Hawks had decided to bring back Paul Millsap because they would have had to pay Millsap and let everybody else walk because they wouldn't have been able to afford anybody else and in in about a year or two um, they would have been in the same boat as what the Grizzlies are now um, minus not having the draft picks because Grizzlies don't have shit for draft picks um, but I I think the Grizzlies are I don't think they're going to make the playoffs I, I I mean they did re-sign Green which is good for them um, they're really relying on Parsons to play the three and play it well um, but I honestly think he would be much better positioned at the four at this point um, mm-hmm. and then they got Tyreek Evans and Ben McLemore um, at the two now, um, and they got Mario Chalmers at the one, um, and Baldwin. Um, they have some decent players. I just, I just don't think they have a a, a a lineup that can that can work. Honestly, um, I think they're I think they're going to be sorely disappointed with the outcome of this year. Um, Joel, what do you think? Do you think uh, you think Memphis makes the playoffs? Or do you think uh, they're going to be shit like I think? <laughs> I don't want to say they're going to be shit, but I definitely don't trust them this year. I'll say mm. that because, like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm looking at when I watch it. Like, they have huh? they have Conley, they have Gasol, and then after that, it's like I I think I trust you. I maybe I, there's a lot of maybes on this team. Green is good. Out, Jamichael Green has he's, proven he's a okay. lot. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate him. I just don't think he's, he's not special. <laughs> like he's okay. Right. He's, I mean, <laughs> You're right. They, need, they You're needed right. him. They needed him back. Don't get me wrong, because they have no power forward. Well, and picking up, back. picking up Tyreek Evans was a good pick. Yeah, it's not bad. I like him too. I like uh, Tyreek Evans. I always like Tyreek Evans. He just he can't stay healthy. I don't either. like Ben Mclemore though. I don't either. I'm like, but if he plays well with Memphis, it might work out for them because he has Maybe. so much upside. But he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't lived up to it. He's been a disappointment forever. No. And it's just like I don't know if he can do it again. In Memphis. We'll see. And, um, and I don't like bringing in Chalmers. I think that only in like I like Baldwin. Um, and I, I, I think uh, Chalmers yeah. only steals Baldwin's minutes. And then you got Harrison too. I kind of yeah, I, like, I Harrison. like Harrison a little bit. Like yeah, I think I like Baldwin Harrison. and Harrison should share those backup minutes, and and figure out who's your better backup to Conley. I, I don't like Chalmers on that lineup. I think it only only inhibits your 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 two backup point potential backup point guards. Yeah, that's good competition in my opinion. I mean, bring in Chalmers and you have two other young guys out there fighting it over. I mean, someone's got to win it at some point. So why not have the best man win it? Uh, and that's weird because now they're like their their depth is okay. James Ennis, is like uh, who they got uh Brandon Wright, he's okay. Uh, I mean, they, it's just they they have a weird Ennis lineup. Okay. I, just don't, I don't trust it. 
You know, I think yeah. if if they play at their best, because look, the Grizzlies play a good good basketball. They play tough. They play well. I like the coach. He's a good coach. Fizdale. Yeah, I love um, the coach. He's good, and I I I think if all things work out for them, they could make the playoffs. But I just don't trust them. Right? I don't trust that lineup right now. Right now, I can't say yes. I got you. So, no, yeah. I feel you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to measure that. Uh, yeah, Jawan, back me up. Memphis Grizzlies are garbage, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, they might be the definition <laughs> of garbage yes. this year. Um, no faith in this team. I, I like Joel said. I, I'm barely grasping what I'm looking at. Um, but outside of that, yeah, they're not going to be much. And it sucks for Marcus Gasol being one of the most talented big men in this league oh, over yeah. the past however many years that he's subjected to this. Uh, it just shows you, you know, loyalty that guys like him and, and Nowitzki have. They'll go down with the ship uh, <laughs> if need be. Um, it's a shame, yeah. but, yeah, no, there's not much potential when you look at this This roster is currently constructed. And I agree about that yeah. Chalmers point. I actually thought um, Chalmers was, would have been a way better fit in Cleveland instead of Calderon. Um, yeah. but uh, Third, third point. Guard. Yeah, I – don't do it. Huh? Would you say, Joel? After the end of the fight over who's going to be the third point guard. Yeah, well, mainly I think it would have been smart with him being the third point guard is because you assume uh, whether it's in the middle or towards the end, they're going to be resting Derrick Rose a lot. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you have Isaiah back, and then you can um, go in between Isaiah and Chalmers. And while Isaiah is out, you can go between Rose and Chalmers. Chalmers having – um, experience with LeBron, so he can kind of just jump right back into and that. Wade. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Wade. Sorry, yeah, and Wade. So I think that would have been a smarter pick. And because I think Calderon just completely fell off from when he was in Dallas, <laughs> uh, where he had that spectacular yep. year. Yep. So I think Chalmers would have been a better fill-in. Yeah, it was a Talking huge clip. Cliff. He jumped right off. <laughs> he, played, um, he played well I, for us last year. Yeah, he had good moments. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean yeah, I completely it, agree. He, Grizzlies he was better than Delaney. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not saying much. I'm not going to stretch there. Yeah, I'm not going to stretch. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on. We got about 35-ish minutes left. Uh, I'm sorry, 25 Ish minutes left and we got about eight teams to get to so let's uh let's try to fast track this we got the timberwolves next um obviously the timberwolves get a complete overhaul they got teague they got butler um to go along with wiggins and towns they brought in gibson they kept jang they kept Muhammad. they brought in crawford um i love this team I really do. I love it with Tom Thibodeau coaching it. Um, I think they're going to be really good in the future. I think they're going to be one of the teams that can um, come back to Golden State Warriors. Um, I watched, um, uh, I don't know if y'all saw, but the uh, preseason game between the Timberwolves and the Warriors came on late last night. It was like 2 a.m. I watched about maybe... 30 minutes of it before I fell asleep. Like I, I tried mm-hmm. to stay up and watch it all, but I couldn't. Um, but, like, dude, 
Carl Anthony Towns was just balling out. He was just doing everything on that court. And I, like, I seriously, I can't wait to see what he does this year, especially with this team. I think Teague needs to really find his way to work himself into this lineup. Butler also needs to do the same thing. Both Butler and Wiggins need to figure out their roles so they don't, like, counteract each other. Um, and and mm-hmm. Gibson, I think, is the perfect counterpart to Towns, just like Jang, uh, uh, Gorgie Jang, uh, was um, for him as well. Yeah, um, and mm-hmm. I honestly, I think if you play uh, Gibson and Towns, and then you play Jang, and and um, uh, fuck, I heard them pronounce his name the other night, and it, it was I was like, oh, oh that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, it was a uh, it was. Bilica or some shit like that. I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, that guy. Um, but, like, if you play him and Jang at the same time, they, they can kind of work out the same kind of positional um, thing that, that Towns and Gibson works out because Bielica can, can, can split the four um, just like Towns does. I, I really like the way this team, they, the way that they have been able to construct this team. And I, I think with Tom Thibodeau's coach, this team's going to be really, really good in the future. I still have them as the fifth seed this year. I don't put them higher than obviously Golden State, um, but also San Antonio, OKC, Houston, and then Minnesota. Um, and I think they're probably still a first round exit at best, a mm. second round exit. Um, what do you think about that, Joel? I completely agree. They have they look good. They look really good. They look good in the preseason. You're right. I, I checked out some of those games, and they played the Warriors twice, and they looked good against them. And um, I like their lineup. I like their starting lineup, their bench. Uh, I, I, and they have they have the depth, well enough depth, I would say, to compete. They have the players now. Well, they have a, ni- a nice mix of young guys and vets. Um, they're going to be one of the better teams. I, th- I think you're right. I think they're probably fifth, fifth in the West at this point. But, uh, yeah, I really like what I've seen from Minnesota. And I think it's just the beginning of what could be one of the better teams in the league going down. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, and that's my thing. Like, I think in the future they're going to be a really good team. I just think this year they're going to have their growing pains and everything else. Um, Jawan. Do you see it the same way? Do you think they're going to be? Do you think they're going to be able to be really good this year? Do you think they're going to have their growing pains and and you know have to have to build towards uh, a championship type team? Um, I'm on the fence mainly because two players: one Teague, two Wiggins. Um, Wiggins' effort was a huge issue. Uh, last year. A lot of GMs were saying that um, it was coming out of his own locker room with effort being a huge issue. Uh, He just didn't give the effort. So um, I'm hoping Butler can kind of get him out of those those habits. Um, Him and maybe Jamal Crawford as the the veterans, uh, they can kind of get him out of that that whole – you know, uh, not giving effort. Because that's one thing Thibodeau does not allow is you not giving effort. Um, so if he can kind of step up, uh, then that could be very interesting because they could be dangerous because that guy can ball. 
Um, and I don't, I don't like Teague, not as a player, just not for this team. I always felt as though once they got Butler, this team needed a pass-first point guard. Uh, I always thought they should have maybe stuck with Rubio or tried to get Rondo. Um, I think that's what this team needs because you have scoring with Butler, Wiggins, and and, uh, and Cat. So I thought a pass-first friendly point guard is kind of what this team needed. But I, I can kind of understand why they, they went with Teague. I just didn't think a, a scoring-first point guard is what they needed. Um, but if all those pieces can fit, yeah, five or six, I could definitely see um, – See them, see them at. But if Cat can ball out, like ball out, ball out, it depends on who they play in the first round. They could very likely make it to the the second round. Um, I think a lot of uh, this season will uh, rest on on town. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it depends on how he progresses and everything else. And like you said, how we can progress and and, and build. Um, all right, let's move on to New Orleans. Um, Obviously, New Orleans made a lot of moves this year. Um, they got Rondo, they got Clark, they drafted Jackson, they re-signed Holiday, um, they picked up Tony Allen uh, to go along with Davis and Cousins. Um, I could I see them making the playoffs, but I definitely don't think that's a guarantee. They don't have any strong, uh, powerful, um, I'm sorry, small forward. Um, they don't have a whole lot of depth as far as reliable depth. Um, Ashik and Ajincha are not reliable backup centers. Um, Cunningham, I think, is an underrated uh, um, swing uh, four. Uh, I think I think mm-hmm. he'll do just fine. Um, but Hill, uh, Solomon Hill is hurt. Um, I think that their best lineup uh, has Tony Allen playing the three. Um Holiday is going to obviously play the two with Rondo at the one. Um, and then you got Clark. you got to work him in. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a lot of confidence, confidence that they're going to make the playoffs. I just I, – they – I think they might, but I think they might not. Um, Joel, what do you think? Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? I don't know yet. It's still too early to tell. Uh, They think they need another move or two to make them legit. Because they they have interesting – they have an interesting assortment of players. Um, Cunningham has been starting so far for them this year at small forward uh, in preseason. Um, I just think he's better at the four, though. He is. He is. He's naturally a four. He really is. But he's he's been playing small forward since last year because they really are weak at fucking small forward. They have – Nobody. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, him or Darius Miller. That's the only real threes they have. Uh, unless you mm-hmm. play Tony. And Tony hasn't played. Tony. Tony's always hurt, too. So that's another guy that, when he plays, he's great. But when he doesn't play, you know, it's, it's not often. So he doesn't really play mm-hmm. often enough. Uh, they do have interesting guards. Rondo Holiday is going to start together. I think they'll work together. Rondo's a great passer. Holiday's a good passer. Holiday can play off the ball. Uh, Clark is a good pickup for them, Ian Clark. Etwan uh, Moore is good. He's, uh, I don't know if he got paid way more than I think he should have. Um, yeah. Solomon Hill's hurt. Uh, power forward-wise, they they played that, that kid, Diallo. He's, he's okay. And this time, their backup centers are kind of ass. <laughs> so after that, it's kind of yeah. like they got to play 
Like the 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 last preseason game I watched, I saw a little bit of it, but apparently like him and Davis, like Cousins Davis had like they both had twenty ten games, so I don't think playing together is going to really be an issue. But if the rest of the guys can't they play around, them, it's going to be an issue, you know? Yeah, that's really where it comes down to. That team is not filled out yet; they're not ready yeah. yet. So no, I don't even I don't yeah. see them making a the playoffs. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't not either. Yet. I just don't. Uh, yeah, I just don't see it, and. Maybe if they make a trade mid-season, if they trade Cousins and they make yeah. the right trade um, and get the right pieces back for Cousins, they could. They could. Hey, don't laugh at me, motherfuckers. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pushing any agenda. I'm just saying, like that could be perhaps the catalyst that gives their team the right balance that they need. Like fuck y'all. Um, Joan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. I didn't even know. Yeah, laugh. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fuck you, Joel. Joan, go ahead. He, just, he, he grouped me in there. No. Um, yeah. no. Uh, this team This team doesn't make the playoffs because of two things. One, I'm not 100% AD will play a full season. And two, DeMarcus Cousins will not be there by all-star break. Um, so that definitely hinders uh, playoff aspirations. Um, I, I didn't know you were the GM. I do not. Uh, that's just my opinion. I, I don't think DeMarcus Cousins will still be on that team uh, for it to matter about playoffs. Um, if they're smart, move them. You got, you, you got to move them. You really have to. And we've stressed this so many times. The biggest reason you have to move them is because you can't afford to have both Davis and Cousins uh, and Cousins is going to want a max deal, and he can't afford right. to do that. So yep. it just you make, doesn't you make, make sense room. to hold on to him. Make I, I understand the idea of you make room, but if you think about it like this, if I get rid of him, I can, if, depending on what they can get back for him, if they can yeah, get a high pick, if they can get something like that. Um, now, I'm not saying get rid of him just because you can't afford him next year and you just do stupid trades. Um, you got to make sure it works. But what you don't want right. is yeah. for that day to come where it's the end of the season and he's now being, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, shown around exactly by yeah. a whole bunch of other teams. And then you risk him going, eh, maybe I do want to go to the Lakers, play with Lonzo Ball and, and you know, Ingram and those guys. So you don't yeah, want yeah. that. They need at so least you kind of try to see what you can get from him. Yeah. They need so at least two you, starters back in a you, pick or something. Yeah, exactly. Like if you can get a if you can get a three, and get like a, a solid other player involved in that in a pick, like do it. Um, but let's move on. We've got very limited time left. We got about thirteen minutes, um, and we got to talk about the OKC Thunder. Uh, they pulled off. Sam Presti pulled off the most miraculous shit that I could ever imagine. Um, <laughs> They got Westbrook, they got George, they got Carmelo Anthony. They've also got Robertson, Felton, Trey Burke, Sabrinas, Jeremy Grant, uh, Patrick Patterson, and Steven Adams. Um, They probably need to add uh, somebody at the five just to give them a little more depth. But other than that, what do you guys think about this team? Do you think that they can make it work? Obviously, you've got a lot of offensive-minded uh, uh, players. Um, I, I think I think they can make it work. What do you think, Joel? 
Uh, it, they definitely can make it work. Uh, they're pretty good, man. I love their starting five at the very least. They, they have some good depth on the team. They're just weak at the big man spot. I mean, they don't really have a backup center. Like, a, a veteran they don't have. Really. Like, they have some young guys, but they don't really have. Well, yeah, Pat- Patterson's um, not really a center. Right. right. He's a stretch four. Uh, right. They don't really – and, like, Perry Jones the third. that's not – he wasn't – he just recently – No, he didn't center. count. He, he, he came into the league as a small <laughs> player. You know what I mean? Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> the, uh, so, I mean, they they need more depth. At, they need another big man at, at the very least. But they do have some decent uh, players on their roster. Um, I think they're they're just a little thin, but aside from that, they're very top-heavy, and they definitely have the, the – the talent to take on anybody in the league, you know. Definitely Yeah, absolutely. Jawan, what do you think? Um, I think, and I want to give Nick credit because this was his idea and I completely stole it. think they need to go out and get David Lee. think that'll go a long way to helping this team out. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, I'm honestly going to say this right now. Um, OKC is my pick to represent the, the West. Um, I am a huge Carmelo fan, as you guys know. But, so now that he but, actually it has, has nothing to do with Melo, though. Oh no, it completely has everything to do with Melo. Um, no, but all seriousness. Um, now that he finally has uh, help, um, we've been saying uh, for for the longest that if Melo had better players around him, you could kind of see a better Melo come from that. Uh, and what I saw from the preseason game, uh, now, mind you, there was no Westbrook, but I don't think that'll drastically change um, how they were going about things. Uh, him and George looked really good. They looked really, really, really good. Uh, there was a lot of times where it was typical mellow ball where they went to the post, gave it to him, he just did what Melo does best. But um, I really do think this team, uh, with a couple more couple more uh, moving, moving of things around, could, yeah. Could um could be the biggest threat to the Warriors um of everybody in the entire NBA and they are my pick to uh, represent the West. No, I I completely agree with you. That's my pick as well. Um, and you can call it an, an emotional pick because mm-hmm. absolutely. I just I just, <laughs> I just want, and that's what it is. I want and I will vehemently admit that. I want to see the Thunder beat the Warriors in the Western Conference Final. And so I'm going to go ahead and call it. I, I That is what I want to see happen. So that's what I'm going to say will happen. Um, and, and furthermore, like, let me just say this. I think as far as skill-wise, as far as the players on that team, skill-wise, are better than the Rockets and they're better than the Spurs. Um, so I yeah. I don't have any problem saying that they will make it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, as far as beating the Warriors, um, I just think it, it, to me, it all boils down to um, what do you want? Like, how much do you want it? And I think you got Paul George, who wants it. You got Russell Westbrook, who desperately wants to beat KD, you got Mello who wants to win. You got all of these guys who just want it, and I think that that could end up uh, tilting it in in their favor. And I 
mm-hmm. I definitely think that that could be the essence of a an NBA title for the for the OKC Thunder. I I really do. Mm-hmm. I think that could that could be everything that 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 they want. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it all breaks out. Um, but let's move on. We've got a, a few teams to cover um, in a very short amount of time. We got about seven minutes. Um, the Phoenix Suns, fuck them. They're gonna suck. Agreed. Oh, yeah. They're gonna. Yeah, I guess. They have. Well, we got seven. We got. We got seven minutes. Um, so that's what we got to go with. Um, we got the Trailblazers. Um, the Blazers. I, I. I mean, I think they could make the playoffs. They got. They still got Lillard. They got McCollum, Hartless, uh, Vonley, Nurkic. Um, they drafted Collins, Swanigan. Um, they still got Evan Turner. Um, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the Detroit is going to be a formidable team. Um, I think it'll be a first round exit. Anybody disagree with that, Joel? Not really. I mean, I don't have enough evidence to argue that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Jawan, uh, Trailblazers. Um, are uh, they going to be? I have them around. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I have them around six, seven, or eight. I have them around six, seven, or eight. But yeah, first mm-hmm. round exit, regardless. Yeah, they just don't have enough. They just don't have enough depth to compete, and no, they yeah. lost even more depth with losing Alan Crabb because they overpaid him and then had to trade him for Nicholson, who they cut, um, which mm-hmm. was stupid to me. I don't know why you wouldn't cut Ed Davis, who was an expiring contract, but whatever. Um, Sacramento, um, I do want to take a minute or two to talk about Sacramento. Um, they picked up George Hill, Vince Carter, and Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph. Go along with their draft picks of uh, Fox and uh, Justin Jackson um, and uh, Harry Giles. And they, you know, picked up some players last year. They got healed. They got uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, yep. Lebezier, Collie Stein, Bogan. Um, I, Bogdan, Bogdan, whatever. Um, yeah. sorry, Bogdan, Bogdan, sure. whatever, one of those. Yeah, what, what, a, however the fuck it's pronounced. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think they're going to be a really good team in the future. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to be a good team this year, but I think, no. I think they have made the necessary moves to make sure that they have a good team going forward. Joel, what do you think? Yeah. I like I like their team. I think they're they're gonna be a team I can cheer for in the West that are probably gonna suck, but I like a lot of the guys on the roster. Maybe that's why I have a soft spot for like Vince I love Vince Carter. Vince Carter is probably still my favorite player until he retired. That's just how it is. Um Zach Randolph, I've, I saw a soft spot from when he was in New York. And George Hill has been a solid player. Buddy Hill's a good, good young player. Pauly Stein, I liked in college. He's pretty good now. Bogdanovich has uh, potential. He was really good in Europe. We had a really good summer this year. Um, 
the uh, Fox was good in, in, in college. Uh, Jackson has upside. The BCA will probably eventually end up starting at Power Forward at some point this year, considering that's the youth movement. So that's probably where it's going to end up going. So they have decent. They have a decent roster. Uh, at yeah. best, they're one of the better worst teams. <laughs> I would say, yeah, you know? and that's my thought as well. Like they, they have not gone all in on tanking, which you have to right. at least give them some points for that. Um, Juwan, yeah, what do you think about the Kings? I don't think they'll be that good this year, but they have a lot of um, bright pieces uh, for the future. So I think uh, looking forward, they're they're going to have a bright future. But as of this season, nah, they're not going to be that much. Yeah, no, I, I, like I mean, I, I feel you on that. <laughs> I mean, I think they they made the moves to get some pieces to make them somewhat relevant, but honestly, right. knowing that they're not going to be really relevant. Um, but hey, right. that's pretty much the Kings. Um, all right, let's move on. We got we got two teams left. Uh, we got the Spurs and the Jazz, um, and I want to leave enough time for. Joel will talk about his beloved jazz. Um, so the Spurs, <laughs> yeah, hey, you, yeah, that's just the way I see it. Um, the Spurs, I like them. Uh, yeah, I know you do. Um, Spurs, man, they 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 quietly did some business this off season. Um, first of all, uh, they re-signed Patty Mills. Um, they uh, drafted White, who is going to be probably a really good player in this league, um, if you know anything about any of the Spurs draft picks, uh, first-round draft picks. Um, they uh, kept green. They, they resigned Ginobili. Um, they got, obviously, Kawhi Leonard. They brought in Rudy Gay, which I think is a seriously <laughs> underlooked pick. Um, they they have had time to talk with Aldridge and work him in in the way that he wants and the way that will benefit the team. Um, they still have Gasol. They signed Laverne. Um, Joel, what do you what do you see from the Spurs? I see another good team. <laughs> Uh, well, yes. As long as they have Greg Popovich, they'll find a way to be at least, at the very least, a good team. And they're still a good team. As long as Kawhi Leonard is healthy, they'll be a great team. How great? I don't know. <laughs> With LaMarcus Aldridge, I don't know if that's enough to put them over the top. I don't think they brought – Rudy Gay is not enough to make you better than what you were last. He's good. And maybe, maybe eventually – Maybe he takes Lamarcus Aldridge's place and, and could and could step up at that stretch forward because I think that's a really game future going too. I don't know if he's going to be a three much longer in this league, especially with that injury. But I do like the Spurs; they're always good, and you can never count them out, no matter who it is. Even if it is the great and powerful Warriors, you still can't count out the Spurs. They're going to do something and still make noise. Yeah, man, I absolutely agree, and uh, I've. Pretty sure Juwan agrees as well, um, but we got to cut it short here. We've got 20 seconds left. Um, thank you so Jesus. much, guys. For <laughs> I know it always happens. 
Um, but thank you so much, guys, for joining us for another episode of Full Court Press. It was very fun. We had a great time. Uh, jo- Joel didn't get to talk about the jazz, but oh well. Adios. Black. Jazz for the life, man. I'm saying. <laughs> eight seed. Jazz for eight seed. <laughs> <laughs>